It's Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row in Arizona, brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. Butker's kick is up, the spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! Attention, air traffic control, a flock of eagles is heading to Arizona. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. A flock of eagles is not the only folks that are heading to Arizona. Raider Nation Radio 920, we are not only headed to Arizona, we are here in Arizona. We're at the Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Row, Media Center, whatever you want to call it. It is on and popping on day this is day two, right? Day three. Is it day three? Day three. <laughs> are you can, are you are you good? I can't even hear you. Well, let's find out. Yeah, go ahead. How we doing, Bobby? Are we doing okay with Demond back in the his sound? I want to make sure he's good. Day three, Q. How's there you that go. sound? All you right. got me now. Yeah, there you go. Now I can hear you loud and clear. Carolina That's... made that same mistake. I was I was the video man on her video. Yeah. I was like, she was like, how was it? I was like, everything was good except you said day two. It's day three. Well, because today <laughs> is so busy, and yesterday was a little bit of busy. Monday was obviously slow, but yesterday uh, was was you know st- stepping up a little bit as far as busyness goes. Today, it is crazy. It's 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 this is it. Yeah, this is this has been great. I mean, so all the people that you see running around and then sometimes I got having to check, do we even have time for that person? Right. Because you, you say it all the time about all the people. There's going to be interviews on the cutting room floor that yep. we're not even going to air. And I see why now. Yep. Because you want to have everybody. Right, exactly. And so it, the thing about it is and we get here bright and early uh, every single morning and we basically just record interview after interview after interview we hustle to try to get them but then when we get them we record them uh, all day long and then all of a sudden by the time our time comes around two o'clock to actually do a show we're like oh wait hold on we have a show to do now we got another three <laughs> hours to do and i was putting the show together and i was like oh my goodness we have a lot of stuff that we have to bring to the table today so i'm excited about it. i mean matter of fact around 215 uh, the Hall of Famer, HOF for man, James Lofton, former wide receiver for the Raiders, uh, played in the league many many years, and is in the Hall of Fame right now. Uh, he'll he'll you'll hear the conversation we had with him earlier today. Uh, my guy Randy Grimes, former former center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's coming up at two thirty. Uh, Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network, you should hear him about two forty five. Uh, Rachel Joy Barbo at about three o'clock. I had an opportunity to talk to her, so you'll hear that conversation. Rich Eisen from the Rich Eisen Show, and also you can hear him on Raider Nation Radio. 920 right before JT's show. Uh, he's coming up at 315. Jeffrey Chadia from the NFL Network at 345. Uh, my man DeMond had an opportunity to catch up with Sugar Sean O'Malley, part two, right? Second part time. Part two. The interview so nice we had to do it twice. I heard you say that when you were talking to him. I said, oh, DeMond thinks he's cute. Now he's getting comfortable. Now he's now he's got nice <laughs> little uh, catchphrases going on. <laughs> you know, like I said, to get the gab, to get the jab, you know, it's all, it's all there. Oh, okay. There you go. He's getting real comfortable. <laughs> then around 430, my guy Mike Gill from 97th Three ESPN and jerseys joining the show, and uh, we might even have a couple other guests come in uh, in between now and then. Who, you know, to just drop in that we we are unexpected to have, but that's just how it goes. It just always shakes out like that. Like you're going to get a bunch of guests, and like I said, sometimes it's chaos. It's a good chaos. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it, but uh, this is this is the beauty of being out here on Radio Row. We had the the media party last night. Uh, I don't really know where it was at. It was at the farm is what they were calling it. And they, yep. they took us on a, a boat, uh, not a boat ride, on a, a, a hey. bus, a bus ride. It was a shuttle. And it's funny, man, we got out there, and one, it was kind of cold because it was outside. And there wasn't a whole lot of food. That was my one complaint. There wasn't a, uh, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of food as far as, as far as, like, big portions of it. Like, you had to eat 
like the uh, the braised short ribs I enjoyed, but I had to have like 12 plates of it to, to feel like I had one. You know, it was funny. I was talking about that last night, and then it was like some stuff where I, I, I'm a cultured person, I'd like to think, but it's just, hey, this, this open-faced Macron, no, 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 no. I need some signs that say beef. Chicken, right? Pork, right? Right. I need some real food. None of the. This is a beautifully plated shrimp couscous. Right. Well, one piece of shrimp. One piece of shrimp. It's <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was that was the only disappointing part of it was the the lack of food. So the goal tonight when we get off the air is to go somewhere and eat because I feel like I haven't eaten like two days. Right. I mean, we we ate, but I don't feel like we ate enough at that event uh, at that event last night. So um, the goal is to go and have a nice, nice dinner, uh, maybe even a steak. If I can find a good steakhouse. I don't know where, where our uh, adventures will take us, but we need to find something <laughs> good to eat tonight. I did have a salad for lunch, so, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm okay a little bit. I'm a, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I can't do that while, while I'm trying to do all this and, and interviews and walking around surveying. I get so in the zone and in the mode that, that I can't really – focusing on food and the Raiders have been awesome I mean they every single day they're like hey what do you want for lunch what do you want for lunch today they didn't ask me because I've, I've, I've turned him down Wyatt twice. made mention that he was like what's wrong with you man he just doesn't eat <laughs> and I was like yeah that's him man <laughs> I, I just I just don't I just don't you know I, I just cannot concentrate on food while I'm in the mode of, of doing what we're doing so uh, as soon as because the show's you know what over happen real quick yeah I go to I pop open that salad I'm like oh this is looks so good Jamal Hill starts walking over and it's like well See? let me put this down yep. got to interview the champ right exactly <laughs> so that's what happens when you start to eat food well that's and that's the thing and and you know I'm not I'm one of those guys where I don't like food on the table I think it looks terrible I think it's just a bad presentation so I don't I don't you know I it just I can't do it so we we have to you know we have to I guess eat when we can and we walk around and do what we can but uh, it's, just, it's just not one of those things that's top of my list. It should be on the top of my list and my agenda to do every day, but uh, it's not until the show is actually over. Jared is up here hustling right now. He's filling out paper. Looks like he's booking more guests. He's pointing at things. I don't. He's trying to give a sign language while we're on the air. It's awesome. Thank you, Jared. Please, please come again. Use your words. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. There is. I mean, it is organized chaos is what goes on here, and so you just – Always have to be prepared for the unexpected because it's going to happen. But uh, this is uh, really busy. You know, uh, as I mentioned, we haven't got a lot of talk about the actual Super Bowl. But uh, just looking around and seeing all the, the people that have come through. And there's, there's actors, there's uh, artists, there's fighters, there's football players. I mean, there's, I, mean I think every walk of, of life is here, but it's, 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 it's pretty fun so far. You know the actor that I saw that I couldn't think of his name? He's a good character actor. Dang it! You know you're not gonna know who I'm talking about because you you were vehemently opposed to watching Breaking Bad, but it was the guy who played Tuco. He was the first big bad drug dealer that they had to get past. And uh, oh you're man, speaking a foreign language to me, brother. I, seen, I don't I'll, know. I'll who, I don't know who Tuco. It sounded like a um. I don't know. It sounded like a what? Toucan Sam or something? Wasn't that the guy on the yes. Fruit Loops box? That's what, that's what it sounded like. You're talking about is Tuco. I, you're talking a foreign language to me, brother. I don't know anything about that. Well, I'll, I'll pull up the picture. We can keep talking, and you'll be like, I've seen that dude in something before. <laughs> and it was just one of those. How random is that? I've seen that dude in, so, in something before. Like, do you understand what you just told me? I've seen that dude in something before. Come on, everybody. Before. There are actors like that. I'm sure you know that actor. I mean, he was good in that movie. Okay. And if you saw him walking around, you'd be like, mm, that's that dude. I've seen him in something before. Uh, probably not. But, but, but thanks for coming to the party. <laughs> so, anyway, so what uh, I asked you yesterday what has been your 
oh, wow moment or, oh, this is an awesome moment. So, so far, uh, through everything that you've done today, what has been your moment? Man, today's moment? No, man, was there a wow moment today? Um, or are you too cool to be wild now? I really am too cool to be wild. Seeing Joe Montana was cool, just seeing him walk by. Yeah. Where it was just like, man, that's Joe Montana. Just to be uh, so close to him. Getting James Lofton, you know, we got to talk to him earlier. The, the it was cool how how available and accessible he was. That was pretty certain, cool. Certain guys are like that. Certain guys because he wasn't he didn't really have a handler, right? Yeah, he, just, he was kinda, just walking around. Yeah, that's how it is. And you know who do, used to do that a lot is Joe Theismann. Mike Haynes did that a lot, mm-hmm. where he'll just kind of walk around himself. But uh, the ones that have the handlers are usually a little bit uh, tougher to you know be accessible. But yeah, uh, yeah you got uh, James Lofton. We'll actually hear that conversation in just a few minutes. But. Um, yeah, I, I, that's that's good. But you haven't had a moment where you're like, oh, man, like this is it. Oh, man, I've, I've arrived. I'm here. Or I talked to this person or an interview that you didn't think was going to be possible that you, you pulled off. Nah, nah, not yet. All maybe right. I, maybe I got to get. He's some playing. Interviews. He's trying to play it cool. It's not. He's too cool for the room now. Demond is it's too cool for the room. Cool. I, I mean, if Derrick Henry walked in here, that'd be the. Hey, uh, man, how you doing? How you, you got 10 will. minutes? You got five minutes? Let me. Well, I'll, see, Derrick Henry will walk in here, and I'll tell you right now, there there will be no way you say, hey, you got five minutes, you got ten minutes. You'll have to – that will be a guy you have to go through his handler. You'll have to do some uh, some gymnastics to try to get him on uh, because he'll he'll have like eight or nine scheduled spots that he's already supposed to go to, and then there's, okay, if you're lucky, maybe you could do this. There will be one of those situations where you might have to walk in and talk. Matter of fact, okay, you've had your rookie moment, though. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. You, uh, you, it, it, this has happened to me before, and I tell the story all the time when I was interviewing Christian Nicoye, and I never pressed record, and uh, that was my very first radio row and had a really good conversation with Christian Nicoye, and then I realized I didn't press record, and that was my, oh, hey, rookie, welcome to Radio Row moment. So you had that earlier, and it wasn't because you didn't press record. It was just the audio was terrible. Yeah, the audio was terrible. I mean, I recorded Charles Woodson yesterday, his, his media availability scrum, and that sounded good. We played it on the air. Yep. But then Darren Woodson, Cowboy. Boys legend, walking and talking. I didn't have my my hand covering the microphone. I was thinking of all the thinking things that could have went wrong, and uh, the interview just sounded terrible. It was sounded just, terrible. Oh. Yeah, it was like it was underwater. Yeah, you couldn't hear a word of nope. it. It's like that's not going to be that's not going to work. We can't use that on the air. So, yeah, Darren Woodson, guys. It was a good two minutes. <laughs> a great two. Hey, minutes. you know what? He's a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, though. In yes. my opinion, Darren I didn't Wilson. Know if it was a, a touchy subject to bring it up, so I said I'm gonna leave it alone. No, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think he knows it. I think he knows it. But that's the interview that um, will never be heard because it was terrible. I had a uh, I had a guy not because you did a bad job, but just because you can't you know hear anything. Uh, when I had a co coworker, uh, Craig Smoke did a really good interview with uh, Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor went, like really blew up. Matter of fact. It was here in Arizona. Ah. It was when the it was when the Patriots played against the the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. He interviewed Conor McGregor, and it was a good twenty five minutes because and there was there was some people that were watching it, but not a lot. He hadn't blown up yet. It wasn't Conor if Conor McGregor walked through right now, it'd be nuts, right? But then it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal. It was just like, oh, that's a guy that he's going to be pretty good at some point, right? That's that's what the conversation was. Anyway, he recorded the whole thing, was uh, ready to play it back, and he, he emailed it to our home studio so we could play it. And the guy in the home studio called me and was like, hey, man, I didn't want to call Craig, but that thing sounds like it's, like, underwater. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I went back and listened, and it sounded similar to what – similar to the Darren Woodson. But can you imagine it was 25 minutes of that? Man, 25 minutes of straight garbage. Yep. Man. Yep. 
That's oh, the man. that's the welcome to uh to to Radio Row rookie type uh moment on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R and please believe you can chime in at any point of the show if you want. Uh this one's from the 40 uh, 408. Come on, Q Tuco is the guy that plays a cholo in many movies. I'm sure you've seen him in Training Day. <laughs> well, that doesn't that I mean that doesn't narrow it down. I mean that how do I, you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> that's funny. It, it's just one of those It's guys funny just, though. You know, speaking of Training Day, we had and, and, and playing extras in a movie uh, when I played for the Fresno Pirates, uh, the football team, I played for the Fresno Pirates. One of our coaches, we called him Training Day, and I didn't know why we called him Training Day. He was an extra oh. in Training Day, <laughs> and so that's why we always call him Training Day. But maybe that's who you're talking about. Maybe that's who Tuco is. If it is, then it's cool. No, I don't know. No, no, no. no. I don't know. Who yeah, he was is. one of the guys where um, where Jake was at the house where Denzel dropped him off, and they and they you know and then like the thing that saved him was that he had you know the dudes. Like niece or a younger sister's like photo on his wallet because he saved her earlier in the day. I don't know if you how well you remember Training Day. Yeah, yeah, Training Day was a good movie. I saw that. But one. yeah, he was one of those guys, one of the two guys in the house. I think Training Day, the guy I'm talking about, the coach, my former coach at uh, with the Fresno Pirates. He he was the guy. I think he had a Raider jersey on. Matter of fact, uh, and it just he was just in the background, and uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's a, that's a way to get creative with your uh, character there. You know, you're basically just playing you as an extra. Just hey, I'm gonna hang out in the in the in the background. But that's who he was, so that was pretty cool. Uh, how about this one from the 520? What up, Q and D? You're in my hood now. You want something good? Uh, go hit up the Arrogant Butcher or Barrio Cafe downtown. But there ain't no dollar store meet for Demon. LOL. That's Nick out of the Valley of the Sun. That sounds good. The Arrogant Butcher sounds great. That's a great name. That, that sounds fantastic. So I'm going to take myself to the Arrogant Butcher. I don't know where it's at, but we're going to find it. And we're going downtown. There. Well, well, that narrows it down. Hey, man. Boy, we're, you're a genius. We're downtown. Wow, wow. Working with you, man. What can go wrong? This city's a good. This is a good walking city. So I'm, I'm down to just walk and walk. Oh, no really? Google Maps. We'll just find it. Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, I'm gonna let you do that. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go somewhere with a purpose. See where the adventure takes. No, me. I'm not seeing where the adventure takes. <laughs> me. I want to know where I'm going, get where I'm going, do what I got to do, and then get up out of there. I ain't worried about it. I'm trying, trying to adventure. You're not trying to explore the city. No. No. The Lyft driver I had today, she was like a, like a free-spirited type person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you should explore. You got to get from downtown. And are you going to go see this or do this? And I was like, no, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> but <laughs> it, w- it would be nice to. <laughs> right. No doubt. Well, good stuff right there. So, anyway, uh, with all that being said, we're having a good time. I can't believe it's already Wednesday. I, I mean, it feels like, like I said, it feels like day two. Uh, but, really, it's like we've been here since Sunday night. So, we've been here for a while. But uh, this is this is getting Getting pretty heavy here. You know, it's getting getting pretty thick, and a lot of folks are walking around, so we're excited about that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you'll hear the conversation that we had earlier today with a Hall of Famer, James Lofton, going to kick us off here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Got a shout-out to Subaru of Las Vegas. Got a shout-out to Spearmint Rhino for making sure that we are here on Radio Row, Phoenix Convention Center, preparing for Super Bowl 57. And as I said, you got to keep your head on a swivel. You never know what's going to happen. You never know how things could change quick, fast, and in a hurry. Had a conversation that we uh, – we had to talk with uh, James Lofton earlier today, the Hall of Fame wide receiver. That's a banger. It's officially in a banger uh, that we have in the in the can. 
And we're, uh, we're getting ready to play that. And Bobby, who's back in the home studio, who has it all ready to go, and we do appreciate Bobby's uh, efforts each and every day here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, he's got it ready to roll, and all of a sudden we found out that Rich Eisen is going to join us in a matter of minutes, and we had him scheduled mm-hmm. around 315. So that's just how things happen. Sometimes, uh, you know, schedules change or there's a mix-up, especially when you have time, time changes. And it's weird, even though it's only an hour difference between Mountain Time and Pacific Time, it's been throwing us off all week. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> been throwing us off all week. It's just, hey, what time? 2 o'clock. No, it's 3 o'clock. No, it's 4 o'clock. I mean, it's just, it's always, it's just kind of messing with you. Yeah, the, the Mountain Time and the, and the Pacific Time where Arizona, it got, it's got to get its act together. I think everybody here agrees that Arizona should be specific, Pacific Time. Where there's no point for this. Everybody's running around. Everyone's getting their wires crossed for no reason whatsoever. They also don't even do daylight saving time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we all need to be on the same page here, right? Yes. That's, that's, that's all we're asking. Just be on the same page. Uh, you know, the one thing that I don't think is being talked about enough, and I've asked a few of my, my friends that I ran into here on Radio Row, is I don't remember a Super Bowl being on the West Coast three years in a row. Mm. I mean, last year we were in L.A., this year we're here in Phoenix, and then next year we're going to be in Vegas. I haven't seen I, – I don't remember when that's happened, when it's been in the same region three years in a row. I can't either, but obviously the West Coast, the best coast. I mean, but you got to do – I'm not saying they had to do it this way. But no, you they can't didn't pass have up, to. Yeah, you can't pass up Vegas. Vegas had to get it, and so far I felt like they had to get it. Maybe Phoenix, because like you said, it seems like you guys were just out here. What was that Super Bowl, five years wasn't ago? wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the, the Patriots against the Seahawks. Yeah, so that wasn't that long ago. Maybe Phoenix didn't need a Super Bowl, but I feel like the way it was set up, L.A. and Vegas – yeah, you got to get those guys a Super Bowl. I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not. It's not. What's Shots fired. Fire. No, no, it's not. It's just what's so special about Phoenix. You sound like Joe Kim Noah when he was talking about Cleveland, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't what? Remember anybody talking about going on vacation to Phoenix? No, I mean, it's just it's it's cool to be here, but I I, I look at it, and I'm just like, eh, it's it's Phoenix, okay. Arky, you want a hot take? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's your hot take. That's your hot take? Yes. I just, I mean, I, I, I think it's cool. Like I said, I think it's a cool city, but it's nothing, it's not, you know, like everyone here has been talking about the Super Bowl next year already. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, man, we're coming to your city. Uh, Vegas, man, it's going to be fun, exciting. Where is it at? I'm trying to plan my, people are trying to plan their trip already. Like, I'm excited about that. People are excited about that, but they're not really excited about here. And, and not to mention, you know, the, the accommodations as far as food and, and water and all that stuff aren't really available right now. Yeah, people are not happy. Also, the media party that we went to last night, it was outside and it was a little cold. But yeah. I was around a group of people and they were like, last year's was the best thing ever. It was at Universal Studios. You got to ride oh, all the rides. Go. But, yeah, because you said they had it on a Saturday. As no, they had it Friday. They had Friday, it Friday. Yeah, Friday night. And you're and you're on the first thing smoking. We all know that. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, man, but last year, Universal Studios got to ride all the rides. People were a little disappointed by that. Phoenix, really, I mean, Phoenix, step it up. I know it's too late. Well, I'll tell you what. But thank L- you for hosting. L.A. was smart. The one thing I'll say L.A. was very smart about was the fact that they did the, the media party on Friday after everything was over mm-hmm. because there was a lot of people, including myself today, that were – Moving slow this mm-hmm. morning. Um, we were out very late, you know, <laughs> since we were over there at a, you know, at the media party, and we got back, got back late. So everyone's kind of, kind of really tired. Here goes, here goes our update. Do we have? Rich oh, Eisen is making his way Rich to the, right to the I thought, table. I thought we were getting an update or maybe a, a, a no-go. So <laughs> there, no, there no, you go. No. Well, no, not a no-go like that. Just I thought maybe the time was, uh, you know, the time had been changed or whatever. So uh, that's that's all. But uh, Rich Eisen. Is going to be joining us in a matter of seconds. Our guy Steve Cofield is uh, 
is is sitting them sitting them down right now here on Radio Row, and uh, we're gonna get all together. This is how we do. Rich, appreciate you. How you doing? How you doing? Nice to meet you. Right here. So here he is. He's with us. The Rich Eisen Hello. Show. You can hear Hello. before JT the Brick right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. How you doing, Rich? I'm fine. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Good Last year. Again. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen you since Ohio, right? Yeah, exactly. Since the Hall of Fame party. Yeah, yeah that was that was a hell of a party, matter of fact. Uh, it was. <laughs> Diana Ross steps out on the stage. It's right. a hell of a party. Yes, absolutely. So how's, how's Radio Road treating you so far? I just... I just walked in here. Nice. Oh, wow. Treat me well. Okay. Okay. So, love, our, our, by the way, I love being on Raider Nation Radio. Yes. Love it. No, we love having you. I love it. And your show is fantastic. And I can't wait. The fact that we're going to be on this, we're going to be doing the Super Bowl together. Yes. Yes. And it's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to next year's Super Bowl because um, I think Vegas is a perfect. Mm-hmm. venue for it right perfect you need a spot with good weather you need a spot with good entertainment you need a spot with good hotel space and you need a spot where you could walk right and be in and just walk to, to get places yeah whether in and if you could walk to the stadium that's a major bonus that's why people love new orleans yeah good lord is <laughs> vegas checking every one of those boxes i i really and i'm not just saying that because i'm on this station right and I'm on now this station with you. Yeah. Um, big time. It's going to be awesome. I was just talking about it. We were, before you walked <laughs> up, I said, yeah. the talk of Radio Row right now is not this year's Super Bowl. Next. It's next year's. Yeah, it's just because we're all waiting for our Ubers here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Have you ever – let me ask you this, because you've covered, obviously, the NFL for a very long time. Do you By ever, the way, I just need to say I love it here in Arizona. I do. Do you? I, I was do. just I telling really him, do. I was like, it's okay. It's Phoenix. No, no, no. I, it's – Fans here are really oh yeah, the fans awesome yeah, and and the weather's great. Mm-hmm. Restaurants are great. I do. We got to get to a restaurant time. tonight. This is the third time that I've I've been to a Super Bowl in Arizona. Okay, you're just in your car a lot, you right? Know? Right. Um, Vegas. I don't know how often you're going to be in a car, but yeah. I mean, of all towns that can absorb the event, <laughs> right? Uh, Vegas will be it. So I don't have, interrupt you. No, no, you're good. Have you? Remember the time when there was three Super Bowls in a row, basically in the same region? I mean, we had L.A. last year, yeah. Arizona this year, Vegas next year. I know. I don't. I don't recall it. Yeah. I mean, technically, we we are in the Mountain Time Zone, but right. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's all still, West Coast, we're still right here. Yeah. I know. I kind of dig it. I do too, because I was able to drive. <laughs> I kind of love it. Yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. And right. You know, obviously, uh, there's two teams with passionate fan bases in cities that are currently freezing their asses off. So right. I think there's going to be a, a lot of people here from both Philly and Kansas City. It's going to be a college atmosphere in that stadium, which yeah. is home to so many great college mm-hmm. um, you know, events. Although the last college event that was in the stadium was the Fiesta Bowl that I was at watching Michigan lose to TCU. So right. I might be breaking out in something <laughs> when I get in the stadium on Sunday. <laughs> um, but at least I'm talking about it. Right. It's very therapeutic for me. There you go. And sometimes you just got to talk through it. Yes. Sometimes you got to talk through it. Right Rich Eisen is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on the Sarah Roughness. Go ahead, Devon. All right. So I've got to ask you about the sets that you always have for your show. What's yeah. this year's set like? Because I know it's always big and extravagant. You guys are always doing it big for well, Super Bowl week. It's right around the, the – uh, the corner here in the Super Bowl experience and it's just a you know a nice set where I'm sitting there and uh, Vince Lombardi trophies to my left a cactus is to my right um, and and we just as many great guests as we possibly can have but we're at the Super Bowl experience right around the corner here so come on by we're 
All right, I'll take you up on that. I'll take you up on that. Because Q keeps asking me, this is my first Radio Row experience. Okay, yes. And he's like, what's that oh wow moment? And I'm, it's, I'm yeah, struggling. Yeah, he's trying to play it cool. Like I'm he hasn't not had trying to play it cool. Moment. I just haven't had the oh. I saw, I saw Joe Montana today, that's and that was one. the oh wow. That's Joe Montana. <laughs> that is Joe Montana. <laughs> just yeah, no. Didn't even get to talk to him. It was just the, hey, man, that's Joe Montana. It's my 20th Super Bowl, and he was on my show today, and I had that moment while talking to him mm-hmm. you know so you, you know there's there's no jadedness that you, you'll never get used to it it's pretty cool yeah i was just that's what i was going to ask you do you yeah. still have that feeling of course yes well man. i mean come on right like you know if i ever lose that feeling you know it's, it's a problem put me out to pasture <laughs> i mean we, we do get to talk football mm-hmm. and um and it's at the the zenith of the popularity that thank goodness seems to mushroom every year i mean 52 million people watch the afc championship game wow and so um and you know the super bowl will do its usual massive audience so it's kind of amazing that we live in these times and if i get jaded that's that's a that's a me problem (laughs) right exactly but it's it's a lot of fun to be out here and be able to hang out and talk football and just just catch up right like we always do and you know i know that you've got a lot of different interviews to do i wanted to ask you uh about the quarterback position in in, with the raiders right Derek carr is uh, visiting with the saints so maybe he's going to end up there what do you think the raiders do to fill that void or what should they do uh what should they do is do whatever they can to get aaron Rodgers there and hook aaron Rodgers up with Devontae adams is uh, Devontae adams is clearly making it well known right um that you know he's you know instagramming at rogers like he's a 12 year old right right yeah Um, so there's a reason you can put these two together Mm -hmm. if that's entirely possible that you can do it the raiders are in the right conference for it yeah where the packers can just send aaron out and potentially maybe not see him Mm -hmm. ever yeah depending on how long rogers plays rogers gets to be with Devontae Adams, there's a position open, so you're not going to, you know, you've already made the decision to move on. What better guy to get than than him? Right. Um, And all you have to add is the silver because, you know, he's going to be in this darkness retreat for (laughs) four days. Right. So, you know, the owner used to be the prince of darkness. Now you have, I guess, the king of darkness put them together yeah. and all you add is the silver and you got the silver and black in all honesty you know you've got the, the reason why i mean the reason why i thought the raiders were going to win this division yeah is, is the team that went up I, I thought they'd be the team that went up by 14 and 17 not the team that would go up and then blow every last one of those leagues right they've got the pass rushers to do it they've got the playmakers to do it um if you add aaron Rodgers to this mix and just say go for it with Devontae Adams, yeah. you have to do everything you possibly can to make that happen. Um, but obviously it, it is, in all seriousness, going to be what does Rodgers think when he comes out of his darkness retreat? <laughs> right. Does he want to stay put? Mm-hmm. If he wants to move, where does he want to move? I, I'd imagine he would move to play with Devontae Adams again. I would think so. Yeah. It makes all the sense of the world, right? Of course it does. It makes all the sense of the world. Well, Rich, we definitely appreciate you. The Rich Eisen Show. you got so much going on with your show. you got It's, it's just you. blowing up. I mean, tell everyone all the platforms. I mean, of course, they hear you on Radio Nation Radio 920, yes. but you have so many different platforms that you're on well, as well. Well, I mean, television, it's on the Roku channel. We yeah. stream it live every day, and there's, you know, anyone has a Roku device mm-hmm. or uh, Amazon Fire TV, select Samsung Smart TVs have it. Uh, the Roku app or the RokuChannel.com every single day from 
9 to 12. We're on the air live. Yeah. Um, there's our podcast that you can get through Cumulus Podcast Network. Yeah. And, um, and we're on the air every day talking about, obviously, the NFL, but anything else that's going on. So if we weren't here at the Super Bowl City, we probably would have laid heavier into LeBron uh, right. What he did last night. Exactly. That was um, huge. But so, yeah, we're on every day. We'll yep. be on all year round and talking draft. Just do what you do. Everyone ready for the next, the next steps. Get ready to run, Rich, run. That's true, too. <laughs> Getting ready, ready to run, Rich, run. Good to see you. Absolutely. You too, my man. Right. Appreciate you. Rich Pleasure Eisen. You. Rich, Rich Eisen Show here on Radio Nation Radio 920, live from the Phoenix Convention Center. Again, this is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Back here live, Radio Row, Phoenix Convention Center, day three. I got to continue to say that day three so I get it locked in my head. We're here in a great location. We're at the back of the room. Apparently Pat McAfee's been shouting us out all week because we're blocking his view, which is fantastic. I don't care that we're blocking his view. I'm glad that he's shouting us out. That's nice. I <laughs> look, if they're not talking about you, I say you hear me say it all the time. If they're not talking about you, if you're not busy, then there's a problem. So they're talking about us. So that's good. That's yeah. a good thing. I don't care what they're saying as long as they're shouting us out. Hey, the Raider Nation Radio's in, in their way. Vegas is in our way. Whatever the case is, that's cool. I like it. I'm all here for it. But it's been fun. All, all morning, all afternoon, we have people consistently coming up and, you know, dropping off flyers on the table. Uh, you, you know what? You had a fighter. You talked to a fighter earlier that had a championship belt on. That wasn't a wild moment for you? Uh, Jamal Hill, I've talked to him uh, I've talked to him two times previous before. He's been a guest on the fight game, first time meeting him in person. He had but his belt just, with him. That was kind of cool. Yeah, he had, the, he, had the, he had that light heavyweight championship with him, had the title. It was cool. I'm not saying that none of this isn't cool. Like, don't, don't, I'm not taking any of this for granted or just saying, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, the first day I was here, I was smiling from ear to ear. It's just not a lot of moments where I'm like, Oh, my God. Like, freaking out moments. You know, That's what I mean. You know what my oh, wow moment has been so far? My oh, wow moment is when I look over here at the table and DeMond's knocking out an interview and, you know, like, or I say, hey, uh, we need to get this, this this interview needs to get recorded. And DeMond's like, I got it. And he goes and puts the headset on and goes and knocks it out. I was like, all right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. My, 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 guy, my guy is taking charge. Like, it, it's not that I don't think that you could do it. It's the fact that you're jumping to the opportunity to do it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, I'll go do it. I'll knock it out right now. And then just to do it is awesome. So, and, and you were Johnny on the spot this morning. Uh, DeMond was up before all of us and uh, was ready to roll and got out to the convention center first and uh, did his thing. Him and uh, Cofield were out here leading the charge, and so I appreciate that. And uh, everyone did a, a, a heck of a job. Real so. quick, can I tell you a story? Steve got McDonald's, break, McDonald's breakfast everybody. And then, um, <laughs> thank you, Steve. But LeGarrette Blunt was on the um, morning tailgate. Mm -hmm. And his handler, his PR guy, he's like, oh, man, you guys got that McDonald's sitting around. I was like, yeah, man, some of our crews running a little late. So I was like, it's just going to go cold. He was like, well, I don't want it to go to waste. So it was just LeGarrette Blunt's handler guy like just you know I, only if only if it's okay if i take one that's it's like yeah funny. man if you want the sandwich take one that so is he enjoys a cold egg mcmuffin hey man i'll tell you what <laughs> that's one thing that I, I don't do a whole lot of fast food hey what's up james how you doing james jones former raider wide receiver just walked by us uh i don't eat a whole lot of fast food like that but i do enjoy an egg mcmuffin i love <laughs> egg mcmuffins those are my dad no bs this is what my dad used to do my dad man i got i don't know how many my dad stories i have but my dad 
he was he was his own dude, man. He he had his own tune in his own head, right? I mean, he never he when you zig, my dad zagged, right? I mean, he was that guy. Anyway, we used to go to uh, Mickey D's all the time for breakfast, and he would get an egg McMuffin and a sausage sandwich. That's exactly how we ordered. I want an egg McMuffin and a sausage sandwich, and so we'd get one of both, and then we'd take it to go, and he'd get to the car, and he'd pull out a a, a block of Swiss cheese, and he had his he had his knife, you know, like a just a regular knife, a, mm-hmm. like a pocket knife. And he'd cut off a slice of Swiss cheese and, and drop it on the uh, on it too. And so there you go. That's how that's how we ate our egg McMuffins and our sausage sandwiches with a slab of Swiss cheese on it. I love that he didn't want the McDonald's cheese. No, no it was on there, but he wanted to put the he wanted the Swiss to make it better. Okay. <laughs> no, so I'm, and and that's one of those things that I just always kind of grew up doing, you know, because that's what he always did. That so I've always been a big fan of egg McMuffins uh, and sausage sandwiches. Those those are really really good. The other thing that he used to do that cracked me up, and I don't do it anymore, is uh, he'd go to the donut store and we get apple fritters, and he'd come come home and and cut some butter and put it on there and melt it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're already greasy, mm-hmm. so you add some butter to it and then melt it. It's even greasier. So then when you take the the fork and you you slice into it, it's like it gushes out the butter. It sounds like a good time. No, it sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Sign it's me up. It's, hey, man, I can't. I get my stomach starts to hurt just thinking about it because I don't know how I did it, but I did it for years. I used to eat those things and do it just like that. Go and put that butter on it, put it in the microwave, warm that thing up, and like I said, it would just gush, just straight. Just butter, all butter, baby. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was. But anyway, enough dad stories. Uh, Two forty is the time. Let's go ahead and listen to James Lofton. We had an opportunity earlier today. Demond was Johnny on the spot. He went and grabbed him, hustled him up, got him here. The Hall of Famer. This is what we call a banger. Had an opportunity to catch up with him earlier today. Check it out. Radio Row, it's the Phoenix Convention Center. It's Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness here with the Hall of Famer, James Lofton. And James, how you doing today? I'm just hoping there's no unnecessary roughness. But I, you, you know, it's, it's interesting. As a broadcaster now, I'm always miffed at when they call unnecessary roughness. Right. This is tackle football. Right. You're supposed to go out and be able to hit. And I know the rules have changed, and I know I'm sounding like the old man get off my yard. But I still have a hard time with the term defenseless receiver. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. to me, that seems like somebody who hadn't put on their uniform yet. Right, right. But what has happened with the rule changes? Mm-hmm. Offensive coordinators have taken advantage of that. You throw balls in areas where you know guys can't get hit until after they make the catch. Right. So, okay, I'm, t- I'm sorry. No, it's funny that you said that because I was talking to Bill Romanowski a couple years ago, yeah. and I said unnecessary roughness. He said all all roughness is necessary. It, it, right? it really There's is. no such thing as unnecessary and, roughness. And Bruce Smith, I played with him when I was with the Buffalo Bills, and he likes for me to call him Mr. 200 Sacks. Yeah. <laughs> he played in what he called the two-step era. Right. Where you had two steps that you could take after the quarterback had thrown the ball right. and you could hit him. Yeah. Now it has to be simultaneous contact when he still has the ball almost in his hands and you've got to hit him in the strike zone. Right. Below the shoulders and above the knees just like you would a baseball player. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, it just—it it, it feels like they're they're overcorrecting. Well, they they have, and you can't turn it around and go the other way. No, yeah, it's too late now. That that's why Patrick Mahomes is coming into this ball game with five thousand two hundred fifty yards. Right, I, I've done the math mm-hmm. divided by seventeen. We used to think of a three hundred yard game as oh, he just had a big game. That's three hundred eight that he averaged. Right, averaged for the entire season. Right, so. 
Game has changed. It's changed a whole lot. Again, we're here with the Hall of Famer. That's James Lofton here on Unnecessary Roughness. Radio Nation Radio <laughs> 920. And, James, you know a lot about the silver and black. And, you know, they're going through they're going through some things, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they have 6-11 record. That's not going to yeah. do it, right? They have they have weapons, but they got a, they got a lot of work to do. And, and I was there at one of the critical games where they had the two-game road trip. They were playing um, New Orleans, and they were playing Jacksonville. Right. And I'm working for CBS, and they have a lead. And going into the game, one of my keys to the game was 20 and 20. Mm-hmm. So 20 I remember car- that. 20 I remember that for game. Josh Jacobs. Yep. And as crazy as it sounded, 20 targets yeah. for Devontae Adams. I remember Adams. And you I think saying in the that. the first half, he might have had 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And he is – I know that there's this connection between me and him. He played for the Packers. I played for the Packers. Right. He goes to the Raiders and just blows it up. I didn't blow it up that way when I went to the Raiders. But just watching him play, he's at the prime of his career, and he really is almost that uncoverable guy. Right. And even when he's covered, he can still make those catches. So I, I think for Derek, it was really tough to be tutored mm-hmm. in terms of, okay, go through your progressions. Right. Where's the open guy as opposed to throw it to Devontae mm-hmm. like you would if – you were at Fresno State. Right, so. right, right, exactly. And so when you're the you know, the, the number one target, when you're the, the big time wide receiver like Devontae Adams yeah. is, how do you get him involved without making it seem like you're force feeding him? And and the other thing that, that I have to say this I love about Devontae, when third down would come and ball might go elsewhere and all of a sudden the, the punt team has to jog out there, you didn't see the frustration, you didn't see him taking that chin strap and being mad or mm-hmm. tossing his helmet when he came to the sideline right. because he realizes that that's what that defense wants to do. They want to frustrate all the players. They want to you feel like there's some bad chemistry on the other team. So if you're Devontae Adams, you, what he realizes, the most important play of the game is the next play. Right. And so you, you really have to go from that. And there can be gross frustration when that game is over and you come up on the short end but don't show it during the course of the ball game. Right, and and the Raiders came up on the short end too many times yeah. this past year. I mean, it's just the reality of it. You know, it's a win loss business, right? I mean, you got you got to get more W's and L's, and they didn't they didn't do it. So now, looking forward, Derek Carr he's headed to New Orleans to to maybe get traded there, maybe end up going being down there to see how check it out. The Cajun food sits on his stomach. Right, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> what do what do the Raiders do with the quarterback position? I do not know. <laughs> Same thing I've been saying all week. Um, who, who's the kid who's playing behind uh, Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay right now? Oh, uh, Jordan Love. Is that a mid, mid-round mid possibility? Do you send a fourth-round pick and then draft somebody who's a little bit younger and yeah. have two young players competing against each other? Jarrett Stidham, do you roll with him a little bit? So, What about Rodgers? That's, that's the conversation. I, I know, but that is a – one two year right. thing exactly. at best yep. because everybody advances in age a little differently. Mm-hmm. You look back at what Aaron Rodgers did last year, throwing the ball still well. Right. Pocket movement not as good as it was five or six years ago. Right. So and that was one of the things that was a strength for him. Tom Brady was great in the pocket when he had to move a little to his left or his right. Mm-hmm. Not as great. Right. So. You, you have to look at the film when you evaluate these players in terms of what do you have to place them into. Because sometimes you'll look at film and you'll say, okay, look at the highlights and look at how well he throws this pass. Well, what happens when you put him behind this line right. or you put him in this offense? And, and good coaching staffs 
tend to do that. You just don't look at the highlight reel and say, this is what we want this guy to be able to do. And the classic case of that happened right down the road in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You looked at Russell yeah. Wilson yeah. and you said, oh, he scramble around and do all this. Mm-hmm. And I saw it this year. It, 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 it wasn't there and it wasn't pretty. No, no, it really wasn't. And I, and I know Russell Wilson's a lot better. We all know Russell Wilson's a lot better than what we saw in 2022. How do you think Sean Payton corrects that? I think you correct it with the offensive line being able to do their job, with, with having some young runners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had some veteran players at the running back position this past year. Um, but they turned the ball over, over and over again. So they right. got off to a bad start, and then they were treading, had to go uphill after that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just believe for Denver that it can't be as bad as it was last year. Right, right, right. But you're still in a competitive division. Yeah. You know, when this – division started the offseason everybody's going oh you're gonna have four playoff teams <laughs> i said that my bad <laughs> yeah it, it, it didn't happen no <laughs> because it is hard because you would think that the last playoff team would be 10 and 7 right right and you'd have somebody there at you know 15 and 2 and then some other teams in between right but they have to play each other and mm-hmm. other teams play them and play them well right exactly it's 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 I, and i keep saying i think that the division is going to be so tough and now that sean payton's there i yeah. think it's gonna be tougher but <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something, right? I mean, and the Raiders got to figure it out. They got to figure out exactly what they they need to do at the quarterback position, then build that team up. So, uh, James, let's get to the game real quick. Let's get to the Ooh. game. There's actually a Super Bowl being played on I, Sunday. I the Eagles and Chiefs. Uh, how are you leaning right now? You know, it's interesting because you know I'm working for CBS. Mm-hmm. So, out of the 18 weeks, 14 out of those 18 weeks. The games that I had features an, featured an AFC South team. Right. So I feel like I'm the guy who went off to college and majored in the <laughs> AFC South. Right. And so as I'm watching Kansas City play in these games and watching highlights and different things like that, Patrick Mahomes is just mind-boggling mm-hmm. what he was able to do. But you take a look at what Jalen Hurts was able to do, and you look at Miles Sanders, and, and I do a little local report in San Diego – and I said two weeks ago, I said, learn who Miles Sanders is. Mm-hmm. Fourth-round running back out of Penn State. He wears number 26. Yeah. You probably didn't notice that if you're on the West Coast because right. you're not getting an Eagles game. He also had 1,200 yards rushing. Yeah. And then you add in Jalen Hurts, who missed two games and had over 750 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Running the football is kind of still important, even though right. it's a pass-happy league. But then you toss in the fact that A.J. Brown – Average 17 yards a catch mm-hmm. when most other guys are 10.5 or 11.5. And Devontae Smith is really a number one receiver. Right. So you've got two number one receivers. You've got good tight ends. You've, you've got all the elements. You see I'm sitting on the fence. You asked me who was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's the thing, though. I mean, there's, you can make an argument for both teams. And that's the great thing about this game yep. because I think it is close. And I often refer to the NFL as – kind of like being in the NBA. Mm-hmm. If you can get a stop at the end of the first half, right. stop in the fourth quarter, you might be able to win the game. And right. So that's what it's going to boil down to. Not only those stops toward the end of the first half and the end of the fourth quarter, but who gets down in the red zone five times right. and has to kick three field goals. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the losing team. Right. You've, you've, you, you have to get that ball in the end zone. Yep. It's just imperative that you do that. So you, and you've got to do it early. So you're still waiting on me to pick a team, huh? <laughs> No, I, I like the breakdown. I, I don't even need a team. So, I like the yeah, breakdown. I, that, I can give you that because I want to go and watch the game. Yeah. 
But I will tell you this. When I was looking, when I picked the participants for this game. Yeah. For the AFC and NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I did get the Eagles right, even though I had watched the 49ers beat Seattle a couple weeks before. Not not Seattle, but had uh, beaten the road team a couple weeks before yeah, their yeah. first playoff right. game. Yeah, they did beat Seattle. I think so. Yeah. So, so it can't, like I can't, I can't remember ago. the road. It seems like it's been so long. But but I thought that Cincinnati had the stuff to go into too. Kansas City I did and too. win. I did Especially too. with Patrick Mahomes being a little injured. Yep. So I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to call this the ankle year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like when we talk about 10 years from now. Well, you know he had a broken ankle in week one. <laughs> then they surgically repaired it. And right. He played the entire year. Right, right. And it's going to be like if he can pull it off, mm-hmm. if Patrick Mahomes can pull this win off, It'll be like when Michael Jordan had the flu. The flu game, right. So There you go. There it is. Well, we'll close out with this. How about we'll, – we'll take it back to Vegas and the Raiders. How about Josh Jacobs, the year he had? We were talking about running backs and, 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 and running matters. What about Josh Jacobs? What are your thoughts on that young man? Just impressed with him. And I understand the deflated market for the running back, yeah. especially when you're a first-round pick and they're going to get to use you for five years and then say we'll, we'll go on to the next guy. Right. But, but he would be worth – another two or three years for the Raiders for because sure. he, he gives that impact and he he tilts the game in your favor mm-hmm. when you're trying to look at that front seven and make them respect the run. When you're in that locker room and you have a guy like that that runs hard like Josh Jacobs and, and, and doesn't want to come well, out of the game, what does like, that mean? It's like Max Crosby on the other end. Right, exactly. When you we, have those we, guys, what does that we got to come up to his level. Yeah, yeah. So. That, does that inspire the rest of the locker room when they see those? Well, football is, is not just about X's and O's. Mm-hmm. So when you call 32 counter smash yeah. and the offensive linemen go, that's Josh. That's not just we got to double team the nose and get up, climb up to the mm-hmm. Mike linebacker. That's, we got to spring Josh. Right. And if, and if their coach has been smart during training camp, he stops, he stops training camp. He goes, this is not a play where we're trying to gain four yards. Mm-hmm. If we block it correctly, Josh is going to be on that free safety and make him pay. 15 yards down the field. Right. That's what we got to get out of this play. And all of a sudden, that's the image that these offensive linemen now have each and every time that play is called. Now, you can't go down the entire playlist and do that. Right, right. But you single out a couple plays and you go, and this play, we're throwing it to Devontae. Mm-hmm. That's why we're running two guys here, bringing them across shallow. Do- yeah. I'm about to run through a wall. Make it you, real you got me fired up now. I'm about to run through a wall. I'm going to hurt myself, so I'm not going to do it. But, oh, <laughs> but I would. You got me fired up. Well, James, I know you're doing the CBS Sports. You're here. You're the Hall of Famer. What do you got going on? Well, there's a Hall of Fame health event tonight, and yep. so I'm kind of uh, the MC at, when we do that and talking to a lot of other Hall of Famers about their Super Bowl experiences. Yeah. And then on Friday, there's the Merlin Olsen Luncheon which was brought about to help players who were having financial distress years ago. Mm-hmm. bunch of Hall of Famers there. And also the new class will be introduced there at that event. So that's always a fun event. And we'll have – that's the largest collection of Hall of Famers at any nice. event. So we'll have close to 60. Wow. Okay. And we'll have tons of NFL owners there. Hopefully okay. Mark Davis will be in the right. audience. Well, I need to go hang out, man. Hang out, mingle with that, the that, owners, that, that, mingle that, with that, the Hall of Famers. A, that's a good event. It's it's a high-ticket event, so oh. you might have to wear a coat and tie. Uh, hey, look, man, <laughs> if I get in there, I'll coat and tie it up. I'll do whatever I got to do to get in the building. Well, James, thank you so much for you your bet. time. I definitely appreciate it. It's been fun having Thanks, you here on Radio Row. Appreciate you. All right. There he goes. That's the Hall of Fame. There, James Lofton, former Raider wide receiver. 
There it is right there. Good stuff. Thank you, Bobby, for uh, help, hooking that up for us and uh, getting that on the air. I thought that was some really good stuff. Uh, that was a fun conversation with the former uh, Raider wide receiver. Been in the, was in the league for many, many years and uh, in the Hall of Fame now. So that's, a, like I said, a classified banger. 2.55 is the time. One hour is, one hour is in the books already. Just that fast. <laughs> Man, it feels like we just sat down and started the show. Now one hour's in the book. Take a quick break. We'll come back, kick off hour number two. We got plenty more where that came from. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.